Hi, welcome to Tabletop Transmissions. Uh, as always, I'm one of your hosts, Liz. And joining me tonight, as always, are my co-hosts. Hi, it's Cassie. Happy 2020. Hey, it's Fran. And uh, I am also here. <laughs> yes. Welcome back to everybody. It's been a long time, it feels like. Uh-huh. It has. But I hope everyone had a good, safe holiday. Uh, and we're yep. happy and we're happy you're back listening to us um because without you i'm just screaming into the void uh i don't know i'm sorry that went a weird place it's been a long day <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah so uh-huh. but tonight uh tonight folk of all gender persuasions or not talking about uh-huh. star wars now, a quick caveat. We are not discussing the new movie. Uh, nor nor many of the movies. Because we're discussing Star Wars role-playing. Mm-hmm. And we here at Tabletop Transmissions do our best to bring you spoiler-free content. And you don't want to hear the three of us arguing. Because uh, yeah. <laughs> Cassie uh, did not care for the movie. Uh-huh. Fran, you really liked the movie. Um, I, I, I did, but I can understand the arguments. And I was confused as to where the Yuzon Vong were. <laughs> if you get that reference, thank you. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, still a little bitter that that, that doesn't exist anymore. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, I can understand. But, so, Star Wars. We don't need to explain what it is. Um, however, I feel like we. Um, so I kind of want to start about a kind of a, a brief history, if you will. Uh, and if you won't, well, it's our show anyway, so get the hell out. <laughs> but a brief history of Star Wars role playing. So Star Wars role playing started all the way back, and I should have looked up the date, but it was in the eighties. Yeah, it was mm-hmm. in the mid-80s. Um, mid-80s, with Western games. It was post-Jedi. Um, however, the original um, the original role-playing game, which, by the way, was fantastic, yeah. was um, set during the Rebellion. Generally speaking, um, I mean, you could play any time. And they had source books for all. They eventually had source books for all three movies, but for the, but the core rules were basically I don't know Empire Strikes Backish, maybe a little earlier. Yeah, like so we'll, we're gonna yeah. we're gonna get to that in a second. So I kind of want to do a, a brief overview of the three the three games. So okay. uh, then I have a lot to say about West End games. I will save it. We're, yeah, we're gonna come back to West End games. Okay, because um, I have a lot to say too. Because I'm 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 a big fan, but. We have the version that I cut my teeth on. Um, in fact, this is probably a game I've played almost as much as Call of Cthulhu. Oh my gosh. Mm. No, right? Yeah. Um, is the Watsi, which is the coast version of Star Wars. Mm. And um, it, it was interesting. Um, it went through it went through some stages. There were three different editions. Huh. Uh, the the first two editions weren't really playable. 
Um, I think that's I think that those are the additions that I played because yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then the last one, which is awesome, is called Saga Edition. Um, huh. And I'm gonna talk I'm gonna talk a little bit more about that. And then the third ver- the third company that has held the license, Fantasy Flight Games. I am not. I am not a big fan of um, a fantasy or the fantasy fight games games. I think they're fine, but I've, I've got some issues with them and it's more, I guess it's more of the way fantasy flight does things. Mm. Um, so I guess what I'm saying is if you're interested, go pirate those books. Uh, but <laughs> don't, and don't worry. They've got, they've got board game money. They're fine. Oh, come on. <laughs> Please, um, uh, FBI, uh, we are not advocating the actual direct piracy of these books. That was only a joke, um, but pirate books. To be fair, if the <laughs> FBI is listening, I have got bigger worries. Well, that's mm-hmm. a point. Um, <laughs> I was not involved with the Weathermen, but I'm a yeah. big fan. <laughs> and you did threaten Donald Trump with a goose. That is true. <laughs> did that. Uh-huh. that is true. And, I'm and sure, you know, I'm sure I'm on a no fly list. <laughs> yeah, and you know, I, I was playing Steve Jackson games back around the time of the uh the cyberpunk seizure. So oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's a whole <laughs> That's that, a whole episode. We should do an episode on that. Yes, we really <laughs> should. But anyway, we're talking Star Wars. So um we're gonna cover all three of these in a little bit of detail, but let's start with um, I think consistently the best one, and that West would be um, West End Games. Yeah. Well, the mm. thing about the coolest thing about West End Games is they really created so much of the universe. They, they did. They were given the license, and they were given a lot of leeway, and uh-huh. they created all kinds of content that became official content for the, the EU could not have existed if it wasn't mm-hmm. West End games. Period. Yeah. Well, cause, yeah. Cause Timothy's on when he was writing, um, um, heir to the empire, he was asked, he asked what's been going on since you know, the end of Jedi. And, and he was handed a bunch of star Wars role-playing games. Like this yeah. going on. Yep. Because I mean, they created all kinds of things. I think if I, remember correctly they named palpatine um i know they named coruscant and i'm pretty sure uh, which why which of course you know i only saw in print for ages when we thought it was coruscant um Uh, yeah um and i'm pretty sure they named kashik um the wookiee's home planet Hmm. but i'm not i'm not sure about that because that that was during that 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 was was named during the holiday special that was the holiday special okay but I mean, they they uh, came through all kinds you know, of. And I, I watched they, it. Yeah, I have seen it as well. No, I watched it recently. <laughs> oh God. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, yeah. Wookie porn, Wookie porn. Um. <laughs> oh, that was in my phone too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're gonna. Do you ever do you ever open up your phone and you wonder why you have Rule Thirty Four of Treasure Planet pulled up? <laughs> oh, <my God. laughs> I forgot uh, why I had done that until Jeff was and Jeff reminded me. It was like, oh right. Um, yeah. So I mean, and and the books, you know, the the original box set, the original books and box set, 
or a little um, a little on the low end side because you know this was small relatively small printing in the 80s mm. and early 90s but yeah. by the 90s especially with the second edition book which i have um it's beautiful and i mean you know the books are fi- filled with uh, empire empire propaganda um rebellion stuff i mean they were just so good and, and, and i think my favorite thing about it is the d6 system well i was going to get to that i mean in mm. addition in addition to all this wonderful content the the game system was ridiculously simple anyone could yeah. pick up a book and start to play and there you know so here's here's the great thing about this game you can still get it um mm-hmm. now fantasy flight did do a reprint of i believe the revised edition mhm it was the revised edition in the first source book hmm. okay which was just called the Star Wars source book. Yes. Um, however, fans have done um, a a updated version of the rule of revised rules. Hmm. They've fantastic. cleaned it up. Uh, it's called Star Wars Reup. Uh, it's really cool. You can you kind of got to hunt around to find it. Mm-hmm. But you can find it at a place called the uh, D6 Holocron. Mm-hmm. Huh. With that, a bunch <laughs> of other fan, really well-produced fan supplement books, and now, uh, and all the whole and the whole back catalog of the rest of the game. Now, one of the things um, that uh, speaking of supplement books, one of the things that brought the game down beyond, besides eventually losing the license, one of the things mm-hmm. that brought the game down is they. They outdid second edition D and D in supplement books. I mean, there were supplement mm-hmm. everything. I think, if I remember correctly, one of our friends had the Moss Eisley supplement book, a book entirely about Moss Eisley. Mm. I mean, yeah. it, there was everything. Um, I've, got, and, I've got that book. Yeah. Yeah. In, and and um, I mean the game. It's, okay, so let's talk about some basics about the game for character creation it was incredibly simple there were templates you just played from a template you could change a few things you could tweak some stuff but um there were basic templates and very uh, basic smuggler kid um jedi student padawan Mm -hmm. padawan failed jedi um wookie and i can't remember there were a couple others yeah um and i mean that was it yeah Fran and, and and it's so it's simple. You just sit down, you copy it down, you tweak it because you can tweak everything. They do have rules for all of that. You don't have to play a straight template, and you can create new characters by basing them on the templates. Like we had a friend who created a weird alien race mm-hmm. um, that that w- that got allowed by the the GM for no apparent reason. But Fran, Fran and much I re- to his regret. Yes, <laughs> it's a, it, it was a race where this their skin could just reflect laser blasts. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, oh, yeah, I yeah. know. What um, could possibly go wrong? I played I played a Wookiee named Maka Uzaka. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm yep. sorry. The way you yep. said that. Yeah, mm-hmm. this was um, in the early '90s when uh, Fran and I were in college. And Fran was clueless, and I was so far in the closet that a 
white witch tried to give me Turkish. Children. So, mm-hmm. um, so it's, it, you know, I mean, it, we were like nine, 18, 19 mm-hmm. and it yeah. was just, ridiculously fun and it's so simple you just use d6s and you have a, you know you have a, a a a skill and it's like oh i have six six d6 in ship repair roll 66 did i beat a number yes awesome no okay i didn't do it uh-huh. I, I think there were special rules for if you rolled a one or a six but i can't remember for I sure think they explode um, yeah, no, I don't think there were, there weren't crits really. Yeah. The closest thing was the force point. Yeah. Oh yeah. Otherwise known as the, so all those D sixes you had time to break out the monopoly set and find some more. <laughs> <laughs> so before we get too far into this, I'm uh-huh. sending everyone a link. Uh-huh. This is to the random star Wars name generator. Uh, I think oh, nice. we need to pick our Star Wars names. Oh, oh I see. Boy. Okay, let's let's take a look here. Uh, human Star Wars name generator. Uh, humans to start, simply click on the button to generate ten random names. Yeah, well, it's it's ten names. I mean, so you hmm. pick the first one. Okay, let me just do get female names. Well, that's Kai, Kai Kyle L Hug. LQ? No. No, <laughs> sorry, no. <laughs> well, Although, I'm going to I'm going to soldier on with mine anyway. Mine is Reb Maya Kotdaki. I I do like Sand T Harlands. That's good. Sad T. I'm sorry, Sad T Harlands. And mine is Jazzy Newsweek. <laughs> uh so, a little-known fact about the Star Wars universe, uh, the French colonized it, too. <laughs> so. Yeah, so, I mean, I, I mean, we could tell wonderful stories about playing the, the, mm-hmm. the West End game. We could and, tell wonderful stories about playing the Wizards of the Coast game. <laughs> so, and I want to, I, I do want to do, this might be a two-parter, mm-hmm. but... Uh, oh, hang on. We have special guest Maya, and she is. Ah! And she wants to be let in. Hang on one second. Talk amongst <laughs> yourselves. Well, that's funny because Buddy wants to be let out, and that's not going to happen. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's dark and it's cold, and he just mm-hmm. wants to bark. So. Yep. You know, I had the back door open for her so she could just come right in. Yeah. But mm-hmm. she thought the door was shut. Ah. Oh. But anyway, um, so moving on. So we'll, we're, I think we might want to do, I think we really want to do an actual play of Star Wars D6. Cool. Um, I mean, re-up rules. In fact, I'm going to send you all links to, re, uh, to the re-up book. Do, hmm. do me a favor and send that, uh, email that to yeah. us. Yeah. Um, by the way, I, just on another note, I do have the Mutants and Masterminds book, and I assume that's still in the future. Yeah, in fact, I'm gonna, that, uh, that's another email that's going to get sent after this. And I meant to do it last night. Um, but and I, <laughs> and I, I, have a, I have a character concept that you will never allow. So we'll talk about that later. We'll talk about that in the email. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, so next up is, um, like I said, I have played this game probably about as much as I've played Call of Cthulhu. And if you're a new mm-hmm. listener... Uh, hi, welcome. 
I play a lot of Call of Cthulhu. Uh, I have a tattooed on my body. I have an elder sign tattooed on me. Which is not a bad idea, just as sort of a general thing, really. I'm, I'm hedging my bets. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not entirely convinced HRT isn't some kind of black sorcery. <laughs> so, just in case Hounds of Tindalos show up, yep. uh, you know, you want to be prepared. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, so <laughs> the want... <laughs> I see. I swear we're talking about Star Wars tonight. Um, so the Hounds of... <laughs> no, no, no. no. <laughs> so West End Games wound up losing the license in a very contentious um, in a very contentious way uh, in the early 90s because Lucasfilm decided... Uh, yeah, early to mid-90s because Lucasfilm decided they wanted more money. Yeah. Um, is because Star Wars was starting to make the money already. I mean, but uh-huh. when when West End Games started, Star Wars was dying because a Jedi had come out and it yeah. was starting to go. Um, but now with uh, the uh, Timothy Zahn trilogy, which I was not fond of, but that's another issue. I agree. Yeah. Um, I actually didn't read the third one because the second one was like, this is dull. Um, <laughs> but uh, um that and the new comics, Dark Empire, which was awesome. Dark and, Empire was awesome. Yes. Uh, and all that stuff, the, they were starting to make the money again. And they were uh-huh. starting to ramp up towards the prequels. So at that point, the company that was in ascendance was not TSR. TSR was dying. However, um, Magic was huge. And um, the, and uh, they were and actually... I think Watsy had just bought TSR. Um, mm, yeah. And so, so yeah, it must have been. Yeah, so they went courting the um, Star Wars license, which came as a big surprise to uh, another company. Um, I'm blocking on their names. Where a friend of ours worked, who had the Star Wars card game license. Oh, Decipher. Decipher. Yeah. And, and was trying to snap up the role-playing game license to get into role-playing games to try and do what Wizards of the Coast was in the process of doing. But I believe Watsi outbid them. Well, and I mean, Watsi, we can talk about the morality of Watsi. Uh, but yeah, at that time, they were really flush with magic cash. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they put out the first edition of the game, which it's so-so. I, I didn't Decipher briefly have a role-playing game out. They might have. I honestly don't remember. They, they might, yeah, they might have tried to piggyback on the card game, success of the card game, and I, I something in me says Lucasfilm uh. slapped down, but I could be wrong. Um, we uh, one yeah. of our one of our good friends was the um, the lead game designer for the Decipher Star Wars game. I think I think then we should do a two parter because I would like to know the answer to that. I'm sure about that. Um, I don't know if I'm even going to be able, even able to talk to him. He's really freaking busy, but um. Mm. Yeah. yeah, so regardless, Watsi snapped up the license and put out this game, which did so-so, and then they put out a second edition of the game with a lot more backing to it, and it did great, but it really wasn't that great a game. That's... No. Yeah. Yeah, and our, then... our, our friend ran, actually, a Young Jedi's game. Uh, mm-hmm. Ooh, so you would, you, would with... you say, would you say you were Junior Jedi Knights? <laughs> No, not quite. Um, 
it was about being become going from Padawans to Jedi Knights to dead. Um, mm-hmm. This was for this yeah. was for Revenge of the Sith came out, so we didn't know how the Jedi all died. We just knew they died, mm-hmm. and so he basically we went in with him saying your characters will die in the end of this game. Yeah, yeah, you guys are part of the tragedy of the Lost Jedi. And uh, yeah, I think that. I'd even even been before Attack of the Clones. I can't remember. Yeah, it was because um, Jerry had his own ideas about what the Clone Wars would actually look That's like. Right. So. That's right. And yeah. he used. I didn't. He use the Obi One clone. Um. The 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 old fan theory. No, not exactly. Okay. Um, from what I remember. It's a little bit different than that, but, but at uh, any at any rate, at any rate, the game system was vaguely workable. I didn't think it was. I mean, coming after the West mm-hmm. End games thing, it was really overly complicated. I yeah. thought. I mean, it was D twenty. Mm-hmm. It was it used. So okay, so I played a lot of the revised edition, mm. which was the second version that Watsi put out. Mm. And the first one, I had the first book, but I couldn't find anyone to play with. <laughs> so uh, I'd, be, I'd be sad for a young queer person growing up in rural West Virginia. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Anyway. So, um, um, yeah. So we played, um, we put a lot of the second, edi- the second, the revised edition, I should say. And um, that was, it was basically third edition D&D with Star Wars bolted on and not mm. a lot changed. And it and that really didn't work for the feel of Star Wars or for the Jedi yeah. very it, well. It didn't. And so then after that came came Saga Edition. And Saga Edition Saga Edition was kind of was pretty much their test bed for a lot of stuff that would come in 3.5. Mm-hmm. And then later in fourth edition D and D, more three point five stuff, but some of the stuff from from Saga ended up in fourth edition. Hmm. Um. So Saga edition, first of all, I think has the coolest form factor of books. They're like they're like widescreen books. Hmm. They're. They're, they're, it's very much like okay, you're opening it up and it's like ah, okay. It it was it was cool. Um, the rules were slightly different. Uh, they were tweaked to work better with Star Wars. Not not all the way great, but better. But where I think mm. Saga Edition did the best was with the expansion books. It put out some amazing books. It had uh, Knights of the Old Republic. Um, hmm. Did anyone but me play Knights of the Old Republic? Uh, no, I I, I uh, think Fran, you did, didn't you? Uh, no, Sarah was neck deep in it though. Oh. Okay, well, tell Sarah that somewhere out there is a Knights of the Old Republic source book, mm. and see if she flips out. Mm-hmm. Uh, That's cool. So, um. They put out like like my favorite book of, of that entire run is the Force Awakens book. Hmm. Or not Force Awakens. Yeah, the Force, I didn't Unle- think... the Force Unleashed. Oh, okay. 
Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, okay, Force Unleashed, not a great game. That time period? Uh, I, I, I found it, well, okay. <laughs> I, I mean, it We're not going to argue about the movies. We're going to argue about the video games. <laughs> it was fun, but it, it, it uh, I, I'm going to say it was fun. Anyway, that time period, deep. though, where it's like, okay, the rebellion's not quite fully formed yet. You've got a bunch of these smaller resistance groups. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, it gives you rules for playing out like large groups. There are all sorts of cool little extras you can kind of bolt on to it. Mm-hmm. Um, I I think Saga was probably Saga Edition is probably one of one of the best products Watsi has put out. Mm. Hmm. Wow! Because they and... were willing to take risks because it wasn't D and D. And then Disney bought Star Wars. Yeah. <laughs> that license was really quickly lost. Yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, it, it was a weird, it was an incredibly weird time because um, they were definitely running out the um, running out the time on the licenses. Disney let some stuff go for a little while. Mm-hmm. Like, we were shocked. I mean, as comics people, we were shocked when they didn't immediately pull the license from Dark Horse Comics. I know, right? That was... Allowed it to uh-huh. expire. So it was... So Dark Horse did some really great... Put some really yeah. great stuff out at the end, um, but they were definitely um, throwing everything, including the kitchen sink, out. Yeah. Well, like, and like, and we've talked... Uh, we've, we've mentioned it briefly in this episode. The, the Yuzan Vong, the... Yep. Um, all the other stuff from the novels. Uh-huh. Like, that's where I lived. Like, I think I have read every single Star Wars novel. That's impressive. Mm. Well, you know, mild form of autism. So let's... <laughs> I, uh, I, I, I've read Splinters in the Mind Eye. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I read that back in the early 80s. So, you know... Um, Oh, yeah. that's, that's, I'm sorry. That sounds so. I tried a couple, and my brain was a couple of times, and my brain just went no, no. Well, it's, it's because I mean, it's it's literally um, Lucas turning to Alan Dean Foster and saying, "Hey, here are some ideas I had for the second movie because we we didn't think we we weren't going to get a budget. Write mm-hmm. a book." Yeah. So, <laughs> so friend, do you want, can I explain to you what the Yuzan Vong are? Um, I actually know what the Yuzan Vong oh, okay. were. Um, okay. I, uh, because you, you, you I explained to the audience, but I think both of us mm, do know that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mostly because because I read the uh, the uh, Dark Horse um, Future Saga oh, the uh, series. Yeah. 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 Legacy, which I which I, for the most part, really enjoyed. So. It was Cade Skywalker. Yeah, Cade Skywalker. Yeah. Yes. I liked the. There was a source book for those comics with the. I don't uh, doubt it. The Watsy books. Um, oh, yeah, anyway. the comics were canon at the time, so... Yeah, they were. And now it's all legends. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Uh, so, for those who don't know, the Yuzan Vong are a race that comes from outside the galaxy. They are... They, they don't use technology. Everything they use is um, biological. Yeah. So everything from their ships, which are coral, their life support systems, which are 
you know, some kind of animal. They're engines, which are these things called Dovin basils that are, they project miniature black holes and that's how they propel themselves. Uh, everything is a living creature. And they can't be sensed in the force. That mm. was the big deal. Uh, it's like so, that and those stupid lemurs. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the ones they made into belts. Oh, really? That's how, yeah. They, they, they made them into belts and gave them to the stormtroopers. Oh my mm. god! That 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 was the that was in the third book. That was the stupidest thing in the Tim that Timothy Zahn could have come up with. I mean, anyway, anyway, back mm-hmm. to back to uh, later legends. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. So anyway, um, so then after um after Watsy lost it, that's when the Fantasy Flight picked it up. Yep. And I'm going Disney to Disney decided to uh, bring a lot of licenses in house. But they don't have a role-playing game division. They don't. Uh, they went with Fantasy Flight, um, mm. which was I, I at the time I thought it was a weird choice. Now it makes a lot of sense. But anyway, um, they're they're you know giving tabletop stuff to one person. Mm-hmm. But anyway, um, so Fantasy Flight broke broke up kind of different settings into three different games. You've got Edge of the Empire, which is like your scoundrels, uh, bounty hunters, your Mandalorian, your solos. Uh-huh. You've got um, uh, Age of Rebellion, which is you know your your rebels, your uh, your rogue ones, uh-huh. and then Force and Destiny, which is the um, uh, brain, which is kind of more like it's like okay, you want to you want to play force users. Uh-huh. There are force users in each of the other games, but they're not quite as powerful, and they're not kind of the main focus. Mm-hmm. Um, which I think is kind of a cool way to do it. I think they're maximizing the number of books they're going to sell you. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. well, that's fantasy. Yeah, and I don't like the dice. Really? Yeah. I, I um, haven't I haven't played it, so I don't know what's use, like. So they use proprietary dice, which I don't. I've played games with proprietary dice before. In fact, right now I'm sitting here fiddling my one ring dice, <laughs> um, which, but they're not necessary to play the game. Mm-hmm. They help remind you of some rules. It's like fake dice. You don't need fake dice to play fake. You need fake mm-hmm. dice, yeah. But. Uh, which I'm also sitting here. I've got a giant pile of in front of me because <laughs> uh, they're fun to look at. Um, anyway, but yeah, I, I think Fantasy Flight. They knew what they were doing. They're they're a board game company, and they were they're making a cash grab. Mm-hmm. They knew people are going to buy Star Wars stuff. Heck, I bought Star Wars stuff. I don't have any of those books anymore because you know reasons. But I had them all. Uh-huh. Um, and it's it's a fun game. It it does some things I really like. Like Starship Combat feels really good. Mm. Um, yeah, and that's really important, honestly. At least to me. Difficult as well. It mm. it feels really good. Um 
none of the other games I felt ever really captured quite the excitement. Yeah, you uh, had you had to clutch stuff like Wisp. I remember us. Never mind. That's a story for another time. Mm-hmm. So, but anyway, yeah. So it's not. I'm not saying they're all bad. Yeah. But there are some things I look at, and it's like you you knew what you were doing when you made this. This yeah. is. And and I, and I don't know. Um, so what are the dice like? I mean, so they're they're D eight. So the way so the way the system works, um, you are always rolling in opposition, either against mm. another like an NPC or a difficulty based on um, kind of based on what's going around you in the environment. Okay. Mm. And you are so you roll. You roll yellow and green dice. Your green are like pretty much D eights. And they've got like a couple blanks, like two blank spaces, two good spaces. Like it's kind of a different distribution mm-hmm. of how things work. So yeah. yeah, board game dice. Yeah, and then you've got yellow D12s that are um, that can have some that have some some stuff ranging from good to really good. Ah, uh, oh. that you get to roll if you kind of boost up some stats. And then the opposition has that too. They've got huh. uh, bad guy dice that are purple and red. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And then you've got a D12 that acts as your force die that has black and white pips. Uh-huh. It's I don't quite I never really understood how the force worked, <laughs> and I never bought Force and Destiny, so I don't know. So uh-huh. so so basically, what it comes down to is they specifically constructed it. Like one of their board games, where if you don't have the dice, you can't play the game. Yes, mm. exactly, and that's and it's, it's not, and that you cannot play the game with general dice. There are tables to tell you what each things mean, but it's very complicated. Ugh. And but yeah. there are digital products. You okay. could get just, instead of buying physical dice, you could buy their app. Ooh. Uh, I, I for folks at home, I am being facetious. Mm-hmm. Um, like if you have a 3D printer, 3D print some dice. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, I mean it's it's sad because Fantasy Flight has done wonderful things with their apps for their for their with apps for board games. Uh-huh. And and they are and and if this was a, I don't know why. I think the reason it rubs me the wrong way is first of all. They're selling a lot of the same rules to you again, mm-hmm. and the proprietary dice. As a gamer, as I've always been a gamer on a budget. Yeah. Um, and I don't like feeling like I don't have access to the game unless, like, <clears throat> there, there yeah. are so many splat books for that. Mm-hmm. Like it's like it feels a lot like one of their card games. Mm, more than yeah but i i don't know i maybe it's just me being old and curmudgeon or i guess well i guess young and curmudgeon yeah i was gonna say you being old you don't don't just that's right hey i I am i am am one month away from 31 yes well i'm one day away from 48 so you can stop it happy birthday (laughs) i didn't know it was your birthday tomorrow yep yeah Uh, epiphany Mm -hmm. 
Epiphany yep. is Fran's birthday. Oh. Yep. The twelfth day of Christmas. Fran is the twelfth Christmas present. Oh, oh, that's actually really wonderful. Or as uh, I said to Shauna McGuire online today, um, happy. We know we promised to try to get it you for you for your birthday if you didn't get it for Christmas, but well, the store was out day. <laughs> <laughs> I think this year mine is going to be happy. Uh, we took you happy ramen. Uh huh. Hey, you know, good ramen. Good ramen is a worthy thing. So I I have the best birthday this year because because it falls on free comic book day. Oh, nice! I love it when that happens. Yeah. Uh, mine generally falls on President's Day, Hmm. so less exciting if I'm if I'm completely honest. Hey, but I'll bet Jess gets the day off, and that's nice. It's true. Um. So, but anyway, um, final thought. So, I think if I was going to sit down and play Star Wars today, like if after this, if we weren't completely exhausted and we were going to play Star Wars, um, I think we would all agree D6 Star Wars is the way we're going to go. Hell yes. Probably. Um, I uh, I do want to mention briefly, because we did some research into this and never actually got a chance to follow through, but there were some really, really neat home-rolled rules for Star Wars using the feng shui system. Oh! So, the idea being, and uh, there's there's an argument to be made that you, you're supposed to say it feng shui because it really isn't feng shui and it's not really Asian, it's Hong Kong action movie rules for Star Wars. And in some ways, that's a more suitable system because it lets you do all kinds of ridiculous stuff. True. So, And I honestly think it was, I mean, I don't, I don't know. I don't know Robin Laws personally, obviously, mm. but um, I honestly wonder how much it was influenced by the West End game Star Wars system because the West End game system was incredibly influential. Yeah. Far more than people talk about. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, like there are so many, uh, there are so many games and clones of that D6 system. And mm-hmm. yeah, like like um like well like like Fantasy Age or any of the the modern any of the Age well, games. I mean, in Feng Shui, the temp the template base system. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I just, I mean, I I think it's hard to to estimate. I mean, it was part of a creative zeitgeist at the time, for sure, in the mm-hmm. mid to yep. late 80s. But it, it's hard to estimate how influential the West Games yep. systems were. And Star Wars was their best one. I mean, their Doctor mm-hmm. Who was not very good. Um, no. I never actually played it, but I did read it. Um, I tried to play it once. Mm-hmm. Um, Go- God, I would argue Ghostbusters is almost as good as Star Wars. I have never played or read their Ghostbusters game. Um, if Ghostbusters could have had another edition, mm-hmm. I think it would have been good, as good as Star Wars. Hmm. Wow. That's a, that's a pretty far. Because a lot of the rules that they were using for, um, that they, that they were using for Ghostbusters mm-hmm. eventually turned into Star Wars. Hmm. Mm-hmm. I can believe that. But yeah, I, 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 getting back to your point, Yes, Feng Shui would be a fantastic type of rule set for a Star Wars game. I mean, mm-hmm. it's the only thing I could think of that might be. It, 
I mean, the 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 thing about the um, the West End game is it's kind of elegant in its simplicity. Yep. Um, um I, I I said I said this was a story for another time, but we actually tried to work out um, Starship Combat for it. Uh, mm-hmm. Built we built little ships out of Lego and tried to figure out how Starship Combat would work. Um, and um did not come up with a good system i mean this again this was 1991 92 yep we could not come up with a good spaceship combat system for it because the game is too simple yeah um we up does a pretty good job Mm -hmm. um because it folds in some stuff from later expansions Mm. that the I think that solved a lot of those problems. So mm-hmm. I, I would actually, what I would like to do is send you all copy. I know, I know everyone's really busy, but if you could skim copies of reup, <laughs> I'd like to talk about that next week. Sure. Well, I mean, yeah. next, next week's going to be a little odd. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's right. Next well. week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if then things, the week after. Yeah. If things go well, Fran and I will be broadcasting um, using our little mobile studio, uh, from mm. coming to you live and direct yeah from uh network 23 mm-hmm. uh, no orca uh, which is a gaming <laughs> convention that is happening next weekend uh or this weekend as you're hearing this in in uh bellevue um and it's going to be a tremendous amount of fun fran mm-hmm. and her wife are going to be running uh, a D game which unfortunately you won't be able to get into because all the sessions are full uh, <laughs> but you know, we may if if there's enough real interest, we might you know spontaneously do something somewhere else. We have a hotel room that's going to have uh, access to additional space and stuff like that. that and is, you uh, can always still show up and you know say the magical words, "I would like a haiku," and uh, I will write one for you. And um, I'm gonna. It looks like I'm gonna be at Gen Con, which mm-hmm. is awesome. Yeah, which is um, crazy. Yeah, it'll be it'll be my second Gen Con and Jess's first. And that's that's in that's in April, right? No, that no, no Origins I think is in April. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, no, this is end of June, beginning of July. Oh right. Okay. Yeah, that's which it, awesome. it works out because A Camp is not happening this year. Oh. So that's why we're able to go. Well, that would that would explain why I haven't gotten an email when I signed up for information for when mm-hmm. a camp happens. Oh yeah, <laughs> no, because they're taking a they got a new leadership team, uh-huh. and they're taking they're just they tried to get it ready for this year, mm-hmm. but they're taking a year off because they're not they don't think they're going to be able to put on a good product. Mm-hmm. Well, that's they, that's and they don't yeah. want to do a subpar camp. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but at any rate, so next week we will be broadcasting, if all goes well, from um, OrcaCon, and um, we'll be hanging out with one of Triple T's first fans, who's been listening to us since, from the beginning, because Fran and I have known her for a bazillion years. Uh-huh. It's going to be a great time if you are in the Bellevue area. Feel free to come down. I have no idea whether there will be passes available or not, uh-huh. but... You- there, the there should be. They've been pretty good as far as having, uh, as far as having um, passes at the doors. I, I kind of wish they did day passes instead of weekend passes for stuff like that, mm. though. 
Um, only because the, they get pretty expensive when you're mm. buying the door. Um, but it's going to be a fantastic time, and um, maybe we'll see you there. Yep. Look for the ridiculously tall gawky chick. <laughs> I have no idea how to describe myself. So, <laughs> um, but yeah. So um, there we are. <laughs> so uh, anyway. Uh, so Cassie, what have you been digging this week? See, this is the problem that it's been a, over a month since we've recorded. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm gonna say I'm gonna keep it to two things. Okay. That I have been digging. Um, I saw a movie over the Christmas uh, to New Year's time that I thought was one of the best movies I have seen in a very, very long time. Oh, uh, was it? Oh, am I going to guess? What was it? Uh, so it 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 um it was playing opposite a movie that I didn't like so much, but that's okay. Um, mm. It is uh, Greta Gerwig's Little Women. Uh, I was re- I was really thought you were going to say Cats. No, no, I have not seen that. <laughs> um, little, it was in, it was amazingly done. I mean, you know, every generation gets the Little Women, a Little Women film, you know, they say. But um, it is, it was, it made me want to read the book again. It was incredibly well written. She did an amazing job with with the the script. Um, it uh, was um, incredibly well acted. What I was telling, um, what I was telling someone is that. Um, the cast is phenomenal, but they you don't think about them. You think about the character. I spent the whole movie saying, uh, you know, I, well, the beginning of the movie saying, I know that the actress is playing Meg, but I, I can't place her, you know? Mm-hmm. I just can't get it, you know? I, it's just Meg. I don't understand. And it was Emma Watson. And, I mean, how do you not recognize wow. Emma Watson? She just disappeared into the character, and all of them are just brilliant i mean every single person in that movie is fantastic the writing is amazing the direction is excellent um the set design is the you know late 19th century i mean it, mm. there's just no question mid to late 19th century it's just i cannot recommend it enough um and the second thing i'm going to talk about is um something that i can't say too much about because I don't want to spoil people, and it is very new, but it is the new season so far of Doctor Who, which has been wonderful. Um, Sky, uh, Spyfall, not Skyfall, Spyfall, mm. parts one and two um, have, I mean, part one was just phenomenal, and I really, de- I really enjoyed it so much. And part two, I'm not going to say a darn thing about because it, was uh, because the, I haven't uh, seen it yet. So because, because it's being broadcast today, it was broadcast earlier in the UK, and as we speak, it's been broadcast on the East Coast, I think, and not yet on our coast. Mm. Um, and um, but it's really quite good. The direction is excellent. It's some of Chris Chibnall's best writing in a lot of ways. Um, and um, I cannot wait to talk about it with you, Fran. We were going to watch. We were going to start watching um, Jodie Foster. No, not Jodie Foster. Mm-hmm. Jodie Whittaker. <laughs> that would be interesting yeah. too, though. <laughs> we were going to start watching that, but they're all off. Uh, Doctor Who is not on Amazon Prime anymore. Mm-hmm. Really? Because um, I know that that um, my friend Allie has been watching it on Amazon Prime. I'll have to check that because we mm-hmm. they're not on ours. But oh, maybe funky. 
Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's how um, she saw the first episode, so. Hmm, I don't know. I'll have to look again. Okay. I mean, um, have you not have you not seen any of Jody? No. Oh, um, I thought last season last season was a little controversial, but mm. I thought most of it was really good. Um, I mean, Doctor Who, Doctor Who being controversial that that's not surprising. Yeah, yeah, there there were a couple of episodes that really split people, um, and there was one episode that I had s- some issues with. Um, was that it the Rosa, the Rosa Parks episode? No, no. Oh. Uh, the episode it takes you away. Um, I had issues with. I'm not going to get get into any spoilers because I hope you do see it. Um, mm. But my worry is that the next episode uh, is written by the same guy. The mm. the next mm. the ep- next week's episode. And um, yeah, I just have no idea. So, mm. but anyway, well, so that's me. That's me. Go ahead. Go go go. <laughs> Brand, what have you been into? Oh boy. Uh sleep mostly um Fair. shout out to sleep uh <laughs> oh, damn let me think um do you want me to go what you think um no actually i'll um i'll drop kind of a random one because i i think i know what you're gonna do and i'm gonna give you the space to do it instead of me doing it so um uh i'm gonna uh, shout out because i've been going back and listening to a lot of listening to a lot of audiobooks and uh, I just wanted to go back and uh, shout out to the uh, audiobook for the Martian oh yeah uh, which was just a superb superb version um, uh, read by uh, narrated by the phenomenal RC Bray who's uh, fairly well known in audiobook circles and pretty much nowhere else out um uh i i, I love his voice in the ex the un expeditionary voice or mm-hmm. expeditionary force books yep oh I, uh, I don't actually know those there is military sci-fi it's not hmm. for everyone and i definitely have some problems with it but <laughs> mm-hmm. he's in there and uh he really sells those books yeah he's a really good and enthusiastic reader and that's part of what's so wonderful about it and um honestly the martian is just it's it's such excellent science fiction it's so beautifully written and paced and plotted and the honestly the the character of mark watney is truly inspiring and um and just fun to listen to um, fun, fun fact, uh, The Martian takes place in the Expanse universe. I did not know that. Yeah. Uh, oh, my God. Like, yeah, no, same universe. Holy shit. Okay. Um, I can, yeah, I can believe that, actually. There's, wow. there's a Martian so. military base called Watley Base. Watney Base, yeah. I, I, no, that I remember, but yeah. I, 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 I yeah. So, in any case, um it's a it's a throwback and um i i'm i kind of uh i kind of just settled into it but uh i've also heard that due to various weird rights issues um audible wants to be able to sell the book and they can't because the folks that published the audiobook didn't want to give it to them at the price they wanted to do so they're doing a re-record um with uh Oh god, now I'm completely blocking on his freaking name. 
Um, crap. Wesley Crusher. Oh, Will Wheaton. <laughs> Will Wheaton, who is, uh, and basically Andy Weir was like, yeah, it's all goofy. And yeah, you don't have to get rid of your old version. And yeah, I love the old version. And yeah, I love the new version. So he was like, I, you know, I kind of, I win and lose. There's so. a lot of weird stuff that's been going on with Audible lately. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 well, I this isn't that podcast, up, but yeah, I haven't been keeping up with a lot of it, but yeah, I, I like to own my books on CD so that I, I can listen to them when I want to. And, I, and Audible has made that very, has made that significantly more difficult and I do not like it. Hmm. Oh, Fran, I just want to do one quick shout out again sure, to your go ahead sister-in-law because my nails look beautiful <laughs> yep unfortunately she's not selling her nail services so no <laughs> we we when i was over at fran's place on friday to watch some doctor who casey just sat down and did my nails and they're gorgeous Aww. oh my <laughs> yep sorry yep well i'm done with my shout out so um um, so I have been, I stumbled across in the wake of JK Rowling, um, mm. admitting that Hatsume Miku wrote Harry Potter, mm-hmm. <laughs> but not, the, not the shitty bits. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I stumbled across a list that Barnes and Nobles put together of books by and featuring, uh, by trans folk and featuring Ooh. trans characters. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I have been kind of delving down that rabbit hole. I've got, I got a couple of the books from there. Nice. It's probably the series that I was most excited by is, um, the Nemesis series by April Daniels. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, um, um I follow April on Twitter, but I haven't read any of her stuff. <laughs> I read, Dreadnought. The, so the two books that are out now are Dreadnought and Sovereign. Um, I'm getting a little choked up just remembering. The, wow. The first, um, the first chapter of Dreadnought summed up almost exactly what it was like, um, being a closeted trans kid in an abusive home. Wow. Oh. Um, and I have never felt more seen by a book. Oh, um, so I'm sorry. I'm trying not to cry. Um, dude, uh, it's, um, but they're really good. Um, I highly recommend them. The character, uh, the, the dreadnought, the main character, uh, that's her. It's a superhero book. I should actually explain Mm. the plot. It's there. It's, so it's about um, this young trans girl who she finds herself in the middle of a superhero battle, mm-hmm. and the reason she's in the middle of a superhero battle is because she has gone to the mall uh, on the other side of town to buy nail polish, and she is in a kind of a tucked away area behind the mall putting it on because she can't do it at home. Yep. And son of a bitch, that is uh-huh. not exactly right, but very different. But, uh, but yeah, no. head nodding. Yep. Um, and 
I'm not spoiling. This is like literally the first chapter of the book. Mm-hmm. Um, the kind of the superhero that her city is known for, Dreadnought, mm-hmm. gets punched through a wall with two holes in his chest. Oish. Right next to her. And she kind of saves his life. She, well, she didn't save his life, but she pulls him to safety. And he's like, look, kid, I don't want to do this, but someone's got to wear the mantle. And she, he passes along his power to her. And it's like, he's like the superhero. Mm-hmm. And then suddenly she's, she, suddenly she's a girl. Because part of his power is he can manipulate reality. Oh, gosh. Talk about wish fulfillment. I know, right? And um, yeah. Which there, by the way, as a writer, I can say there's nothing fucking wrong with that. No. 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 And um, I cried. I cried a bunch of times reading these books. <laughs> they were good tears. They were good. Well... Some of them were anger. Um, there are there is some depictions of abuse, which for some of you know my history. Uh, you know, I I was abused as a kid. I had an abusive relationship. Um, this is about the first time in 28 years I have felt safe. <laughs> so, um, yeah. Anyway, um, they are wonderful books. Uh, there are two out. The third book in the trilogy is being written as we speak. And then another book I discovered is a series called Wake of... Or, uh, the first book in the series is called Wake of Vultures. And if you like Weird West, if you like um, possibly trans-masculine, but definitely bi-butch characters hmm. coming into their own, uh, who are they're, well, they're like they're teenagers? Mm. Um, uh, people of color and uh, killing vampires. This is the book for you. Who's well, the author? Gosh, who doesn't? Um, Lila Bowen, but that I, that is a um, crap. Hang on a second. That is a pseudonym. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to find out. She is the, the the author who wrote this. Also wrote two recent Star Wars novels, Black Spire Outpost and Phasma. Oh, oh, I have Phasma. Uh, she wrote them under her, her name, not her not her other pen name. Uh. Hello. Yeah, I'm still here. I'm sorry. Oh, sorry. I I. Yeah, I'm sorry. I thought I muted. Uh, come on. All right, we're going to look this up. Uh, uh, Delilah S. Dawson. Mm-hmm. Um, the, uh, the books are really good. I am reading the first one as we speak. Uh, yes. After that, I'm going to have to wait a little bit so mm-hmm. I can pick up the next one because I've got some other books. Mm. In my pile, I understand. <laughs> yeah, uh, I've got I, another. I I've got another. Um, another October Day book. <laughs> I am on. Oh, what book am I on? Let's see, One Salt Sea, which I believe is the fifth book. Yep. Oh, 
Those are just. Those are, I, those are just so good. They're mm. freaking crack. They really are. That's it's true. like Sorry. Harry Dresden. If Harry Dresden wasn't, you know, fucking misogynist. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Speaking, anyway. of, speaking of trans authors, I just um, I just ordered an anthology from uh, Caitlin Spice, a uh, fantasy author, and she's oh yeah, good. Yeah, I, I saw I that. It, so I haven't, uh, I haven't read it yet, but mm. I'm looking forward to it. I'm sure, I'm sure it will be good. But anyway, we have run long, so. Oh my goodness. Uh-huh. Um. So, Cassie, where can folks find you? I can be found on Twitter at Tip Transformed. And I can be found on Twitter at Ronalyn Valor. And uh, you can find uh, the book I co-wrote with my wife, Vigilant Through Shadows and Dreams, book one, uh, wherever fine ebooks are sold. And you can get it in print on uh, Drive Through Fiction. And I am also now part of the uh, Scarred Lands, um, uh, a uh, Scarred Lands uh, Twitch campaign. Uh, called Myths and Matchmakers, and you can look that up on YouTube, and you can find us on Twitch, and I'll tweet more information about that because I don't have all this shit memorized, but we'll be uh, doing a new episode tomorrow, and so you can watch me play a uh, uh, the, the cheeriest rat lady you've ever heard of. <laughs> but I don't know. You better be pretty cheery. Oh, she's really freaking cheery. She believes she has been cursed by the gods to die a completely meaningless, unmourned death. And so she, her reaction to this is, well, I guess I better live a really good life then. And so she goes off and starts, you know, trying to help people. I like it. Yeah. You can find me on Twitter at little underscore Lizzie 22. And you can find the podcast, uh, the one you are listening to right this moment. You can find us on Twitter as at transmissions and listen to how I spell it. Because if you're a longtime listener, you know, I fucked it up when I made the Twitter account. <laughs> we are at T R A N S M I S T I O N S. And we can be found on Facebook at tabletop transmissions. We can also be found. Well, the podcast you're listening to right now can be found on iTunes and Podbean, And if you, Listen to us on iTunes. Please leave some kind of star, even if it's not great, uh, only because that helps us with our mighty, mighty algorithm. And we are always interested um, in your questions and your comments. You can tweet at us um, at our personal Twitters or at uh, the Transmissions Twitter. Um, and we would love to hear from you. So remember, folks, toss a coin to your podcasters, and we'll see you next week. Yep. Take care, folks.